Hello once again and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host as always, the Mount of Michigan Ramadaika. With me as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm always here. And our resident NBA insider, the man, Kyle Budzanowski. Kyle, how are we doing? I'm good. Good? You're not going to ask me how I am? No, no. You <laughs> son of a... <laughs> we already know what you're doing. Yeah. I know. Don't tell me. Don't remind me. Anyway, we have so much to go over, guys. We're talking NBA playoffs. We're talking the Pistons and that abysmal performance against the Bucks. We're talking the NBA playoffs as a whole, who we like, who we don't like, some of these upcoming matchups. We've got a ton of NFL draft talk coming up at post-draft. We're talking a little bit AEW slash WWE and some of the talent acquisitions that are happening across the board. Lots of good stuff coming on. we got Kyle here for the first half of the episode, so we're going to jump right in. Uh, to the NBA playoffs. First off, the Pistons losing to the Bucks. right? Um, I would say games one and two, complete disaster. Game three started out okay. Game four, I thought, up until about the fourth quarter, they gave it a hell of a chance, mm-hmm. and then it, the Bucks were inevitable, yeah. basically, at that point. Um, just first off, guys, uh, Kyle, I'm going to start with you. Give me your thoughts on how the Pistons played against the Bucks. Um, anything that you noticed do you think that there should have been you could they should have at least won a game? Should there have been anything different that you would have changed from a game plan perspective? Even um, watching those four games, I, I made kinda, your eyes bleed. <laughs> well, of course, but <laughs> did you expect anything else? Like, I mean, you always hope for a win, but as you saw, like some maybe it was like the LA Clippers, kind of you hoped a little fight. Maybe mm-hmm. you thought they had a chance, but in the end, Giannis, if you like, get, if he gets in the paint, it's over, and that was pretty much a series essentially, right. and. And do just game one, game through four is just like, and then it's like the maybe we can win a game and then no. So I, I, <laughs> I you, I you, I guess you could hope for maybe a game, but the right. like you said, the Bucks were inevitable. I mean, right. I, I I think I I saw, I liked what Luke Kennard brought. I think he's gonna be. I thought Blake be, played pretty well too in the two games. Yeah, that was he was in. Two games yeah, I mean, well, that's the problem too, though, right? Yeah, is that Blake is out for game one and game two, so your best player, your best passer, your mm-hmm. best all overall player is out, yeah. and Drummond's useless without him for the most part. Yeah. So, I mean, he helps open up everything. Mike, same question. I mean, what'd you like? What'd you didn't you like from from them? I mean, I it, we get it. It was a dumpster fire of a series, yeah. right? But I do think that going in, I do think there was a little bit of an expectation, not high, clearly, for them to at least win a game. I don't mm-hmm. feel like that was too big of an ask. Uh, it wasn't, but at the same time, I think if you don't have Blake for all those, it's yeah. almost... Uh, it's impossible task. No, it's no, like, not, not yeah. to win, but I, like, I would have liked to see them win game four. No, I know, but, you know but, what I mean? but you're looking at, like, I wish... I agree. I realize I have a. I just found yeah. this out while watching basketball yeah. and watching the Pistons all year that I absolutely hate Andre Drummond. I hate Andre Drummond than, and I hate Ish, Ish Smith with yeah. passion. I'm so glad he's gone next year. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. Um, Andre Drummond is the Russell Westbrook of this team, where his <laughs> sta- his double double set looks really good, except means when it's, but it means absolutely nothing because the impact that he has into it Correct. does absolutely nothing to mm-hmm. us. You can have 15 and 15 and like. It didn't really impact you because you have 12 defensive rebounds. Like, Correct. good job. Right. And yeah. now if you have, like, 12 offensive rebounds and right. they acute to 36 points because they're all three-pointers, then you actually did stuff. Right. But they account for literally nothing. Blake Griffin not being there for the first two games. Game one would have been the same. It would have been a 30-point no blowout yeah. no matter wouldn't what. Matter. Correct. Uh, game two, I think, it would have been a little more of a fight. And then since he, he's in that series, you can game plan... Mm-hmm. More with him right. for game three and four because he kind of went in. I mean, blind. he was hampered clearly too. Yeah. I mean, you could see him limping up and down. But the court he was too. going into game three and four almost blind because he right. didn't really know like what to expect. Almost, I oh, think. Yeah. I think game one and two, if he was supposed to be there, was the feeling out process. Mm-hmm. And game three or four would have been all right. Now let's go try and win one. Right. Um, but he wasn't there for those, so I think that's where the big downfall yeah, came. Yeah, Steam's just not ready. No, they're not. They're not. They're built poorly. They're built poorly. Clearly, right? I, there's some guys like I, I know there was a stat out there where it's like John Lure gave you is taking up you know ten million dollars a cap, and he did he wouldn't even dress for Game Four. Yeah, you know what I mean. You got guys like you're still paying Josh Smith for you know being bought out of a contract yes. up until next season. You got Langston Galloway making seven million dollars a year. You got Ish Smith making six million dollars a year. All guys who are clearly are useless to you and mm-hmm. need to be go just go away. Clearly. Yeah. Right? But another point is Drummond, right? I thought that he looked he looked abysmal in Milwaukee. I thought he looked better in Detroit. Yeah. But once but that's again, what, that's it's the Blake, Blake it's the Blake effect, right? Yes. And that's the point. I thought Reggie actually had a hell of a series. Yeah. I thought he played really, really well. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that 
he's our starting point guard instead of our sixth man coming yeah. off the bench because I feel like he would have really added something coming off. Yeah, he'd be than... a great like because how good Giannis is and everything. Yes. his game is to go inside and shoot like the uh, floaters that yeah. he does, and I think his game would be better when Giannis is on the bench. Right, and he's just against right. backups. Take I think you effect. have. Yes. I think he has sixteen to twenty points off the bench if he's playing their backups. Right, exactly. But with the starting lineup, he's not good enough to get past Giannis and uh, right. I think he had I think twenty six something like that in the last game. But once again, though, it's it's you're the starting point guard, and you need productions for some people. And that's another thing I noticed too. The Bucks bench is just so deep. It's mm-hmm. so deep. You yeah. know, I mean, when you've got guys like Miritich and Ilyasova, uh, just to name, you know, coming off the bench, where those are big guys who can stretch the floor, shoot the three. I mean, it's just one. And then yeah. we got, you know, who do we got coming off the bench, really? You know what I mean? You got Galloway, Bruce Brown. Smith, Bruce, no, Bruce Brown starts. Oh, yeah, bench, and that's the sad part is he's a starter, right? Yeah. You know, and you've got Greg Robinson, who is just terrible. Yeah. It's just you could definitely see the gap, right, mm-hmm. in, in production. Give me, are you happy at least, are we excited for the future of this team, or is it just completely like this is where it's going to be? I mean, what, what do they need to do? I, a cap situation notwithstanding, because yeah. there's only so much you can do about that, right? But, yeah. like, what are you looking for maybe in the draft or something else to where you can say, okay, what's the next step for this team to get to a place where we can at least compete in the series? Kyle, do you have anything on that? Do I have anything on that? I do. I feel like they need to draft a, a, like, a real, like, they don't need another big man. They need a small, not like a, I wouldn't say a backup to Reggie because you want someone that's better than Reggie. Yeah. Because you don't want Reggie as your starter. Right. But I feel like. And he's off contract too after this. After, yeah. I think but I feel like a shooting guard, a good point guard would be, would actually heavily um, work for this team, especially if we're, if we get um, Blake back, we have Andre. I feel like that could work. But other than the draft, I don't, unless they can get rid of some bad contracts and work mm-hmm. something around that, I don't see where they can get out of this little hole that they're in. Right. Mm-hmm. So unless they can find a way to right. not draft awful, like for usual, sure, for sure. I mean, maybe. I think the big step was I, I think something that we're seeing that I was happy to see. We talked about it on the show was not trading for Mike Conley and giving away that first round pick, mm-hmm. right? Giving away a Luke Kennard because I think Luke Kennard is going to be starter next year. Yeah. And oh, definitely. And I think that. Getting, I'm, I'm, I like Kyle's opinion of getting a point, a solid point guard, an actual point guard, right? Even if, even if Reggie's your starter, right, for mm-hmm. next year, Ish Smith needs to go away. Yeah. Because the production halts when he is on the floor because he doesn't pass. Mm-hmm. He never passes the ball. Correct. It drives me nuts. It makes me want to hurt myself. So, Mike, same question to you. What are you thinking? What do you see? What is the next step for this team to get underneath this kind of like uh, break through this glass ceiling? Um, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a rough I mean, ceiling. it's, uh, it's not going to happen all next year, that right? That's glass ceiling that you're just never yeah. going to get out of. Um, <laughs> but, um, they need a true small forward is what they need, I mm. think. Um, when you're having Bruce Brown play your small forward and he's right. 6'2", trying to go guard, like, LeBron, um, it's not going to work for you. Correct. And the only true small forward you technically have on the team is Glenn Robinson. And he's terrible. And he's awful. Right. So, I'm, I would look at, um, if you're going in needs of order, right. I would go probably small forward, because then it moves to Kennard. Kennard started at the small forward position, and, and that's he's not where he is a pure shooting guard. Right. Um, so if you can move him back to the shooting guard spot where he belongs, and you get a pure small forward, then mm-hmm. um, you can look at production from Kennard, the shooting guard, so he shoots. You have your big guys down low. Then you can go look for you know a possible Kemba Walker type deal. Maybe right. if you can, if you want to spend a little bit of money right. for just that one guy to really fill out the starting lineup. Right. Uh, you can go get someone like Kemba Walker if you not entrusting or Reggie, mm-hmm. or you, but I just I think the small four. Do you think is, this team goes anywhere with with Drummond on the team still? Does, is Drummond is Drummond? If we're looking at one guy right now who could, if you got rid of him, right, is he the reason why you're not able to progress? Uh, yes, and I only say it because um, he needs to be able to shoot. Okay, um, that's not. I mean, every clearly. if you look at any team that has yeah. a lot of success, I think besides the Warriors, you could probably argue yeah. that they had Demarcus Cousins for most of the year. Right, is like someone like a Brook Lopez or Al Horford, guys that can stretch and shoot. Right, it really just stretches the court out. With Drummond, even if he's at the top of the key, Giannis is sitting in the paint still. Right, because there's no right, reason to and guard you him. have that flexibility. You have that motion yeah. in there where so, you're, you're constantly there's a rotation yeah. where it doesn't matter if Brook Lopez gets it on top of the key because he's able to. Yeah, kind of if he's and Giannis is getting. 
getting a shot now to right. where people have to actually be up on top of him. For sure. And now For sure. when you have five guys that are sitting around the three-point shot, as mm-hmm. the Bucks are, mm-hmm. and everyone has to be up on them, Giannis right. takes one step and he gets around and there's no one in the paint to help. Absolutely. Whereas the Pistons have Drummond sitting up there. So you're like, all right, Giannis, yeah, Drummond, the Drummond taking the ball anywhere outside of four feet away from the basket, you know, all right, well, I'll, yeah. I'll stand here. It's like Draymond Green, honestly, for exactly. the for the Warriors. Yeah. Like, you, go ahead. You shoot. Yeah. I'll take That's that exactly chance every strategy. single you time. Whoever your worst defender is, just say, right. Draymond, and Absolutely. he just sits in the middle and goes, if he if he starts making nine threes a game, Draymond does, right. Yeah, exactly. Get, you can win. That's yeah. fine. I'll, I'll let you beat me with your fifth exactly. best shooter. Because it won't happen ever again. No. Yeah, I'm with so, you. So, that's All right, let's I, shift away now. We'll kind of pay attention to, to the Pistons and, and where they go draft-wise and everything else as we go through. But let's talk NBA playoffs in general. I know it's something that we've kind of danced around for a couple weeks. We have the Warriors-Rockets game on right now yeah, as we speak. But people. I just want to start off, first off, give me something that surprised you guys from the first round or even early games of the second round series is where – I mean, I've seen things where outside of the outside of the Pistons series, where that was pretty much one sided. Yeah. Even these sweeps have been competitive, right? Like I would say, like the you know the the Jazz Rocket series yeah. was close, right? You know, I yeah. thought they played them tough. Yeah. Um, like the the Warrior series against the Clippers, obviously the Spurs. Aside from yesterday, which was weird, where they lost a game seven by just standing there not yeah. following. That was a weird thing. But I love that. O- overall, though, Kyle, I'll start with you. Give me something that you're shocked by, uh, maybe a team that's over outperforming or outperformed or something that's kind of taken you by surprise in this first first series and, and even some opening uh, semifinal games. I thought OKC would play a lot better. I thought that would be a lot. I know that it, I know that it was close and it was really a fight for most of the series, but but wasn't really. But really, like <laughs> Damian Lillard really proved how much better he was than Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook really proved how how gross he is. <laughs> Paul George, I feel like I love that. Stepped how up. gross he is. That should be a shirt. We gotta yeah. like that shirt. Yeah, yeah exactly. Gr- and you're gross. You're gross. <laughs> and, look and, at, and Westbrook's face is on it. That should be a new thing for us. How gross is he? That should be like a yeah, scale. A, a scale. Yes. <laughs> From zero to Russell Westbrook. Oh my. Oh, yes. yikes. Woo. So like, is Paul? Where's Paul George on it then? Like, is he passing? Yeah, that's amazing. Because Paul George was like in the MVP conversation for a second. I'm like, dude, they're the sixth seed or something crazy. I'm like, they're not anything. Mike, same question to you, right? What are you? Are you kind of on the same bandwagon? Because I agree with you, Westbrook. But we've I've said that from a long time now that Westbrook can't shoot, so I'll let him no, take fifty five shots a game. He'll do it anyway, whether I let him or not. So I might as well just let that's, him. That's the problem with uh, OKC is they have everyone that can spread the court. Russell Westbrook can't shoot. Yeah, that's like that's the that's the main theorem bef- right. behind everyone's downfall mm-hmm. is there's that one guy who can't shoot, yeah. and that's why the Warriors don't have that guy. But right. for me personally, um, I was very impressed with the Brooklyn Nets performance. Absolutely. Um, every single game, mm-hmm. except the last one, because they lost by like 40 in the last one. Mm-hmm. But they came out and shocked by winning game one. Right. Like pretty convincingly. In Philly. In Philly. In Philly. And then they lost all, like four in a row, but they looked mm-hmm. very good. And I think they're about a piece or two away from actually right. being like conference final. Well, D'Angelo Russell played a hell of a series. Oh, yeah. He played a heck of a series. I mean, his yeah. the change of scenery, that that trade, looking back now, Brooklyn's all smiles. Oh, right yeah. Now. You know oh, what absolutely. I mean? They're, they're, they could not be more happy. Um, I agree. I thought Brooklyn was great. Um, I, I have a question on here was who's going to roll through the finals, but I'm going to change that. Um, what's a team right now that should be most afraid. Most afraid. Meaning, like that whoever survived, right? The remaining teams as of this recording, right? Who do you think, based off of their round one performance, should be like, whew, we were lucky, and you don't know if they can make a run now, right? Because theoretically, everybody left should be able to make a run, right? Yes. At a championship. You look at everybody that's left, everybody theoretically has enough talent to win a championship. Mm-hmm. So, kind of gonna start with you. Give me a team that you're like Whew, you were really close. Like I don't know if you play like that again against any other team, you're losing that series. I, I don't know if me and Mike were thinking the same thing, but he's I'm, got two, so there's no well, way. Okay, well, yeah. one of them, yeah. one, maybe. I, I'm, but right now, I'm saying the Nuggets are a fake team. Yeah, I'm saying okay. that, that they will That's most wonderful. likely lose. And who, who are they playing? Portland. Uh, yeah, they, they will be playing. Portland? Yeah, Portland. I think yeah, because so, yeah, of the two seed, right? The yeah. Nuggets are the two seed. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they'll lose to Portland. I think yeah. so too. Yeah, yeah I do no, too. They, yeah. they shouldn't have went to seven if they're really that good. 
And I well, actually, it's a tough one though because you're playing the Spurs. The Spurs, Spurs crazy. He's like the Bill Belichick, where right. no matter how good you are, he can find a scheme or something to right. like. But really you are playing a team you. too, though. I mean, the Spurs were what the seven seed. Yeah, right. You're I not. Mean, you're not like amazing, but like when, once yeah. play. I mean, it's also the Patriots, so we're like you're not. You might not be yeah, good. They're the eleven and five, and other teams thirteen three. They're still. I know. Yeah, they're still good. Yeah, they're still yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. The Spurs. They have Brad Popovich, but they don't have a Tom Brady on that team. They have. That's a good call. You're right. You're right. They have a lot of good young. Guys so I feel too, like that they that they the Nuggets should have won. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that they can just draft and like somehow their point guard. You side, don't even know his name and side, like he's going. Side crazy. note, by the way, did you guys know Paul Gasol was on the Bucks? No, I couldn't. No. I didn't that. know that until they said he was out with an injury game four when I was at the game. I'm like, he's on the Bucks. I'm like, he's just yeah. hopping from good team to good team, hoping yeah. to get another yeah, ring. I just sorry. Side note, I just I just brought up. Uh, yeah, we're talking so about big you guys. The, you got the Nuggets. I'm totally in agreement. Mike, same question. I agree with that. Here's my team, the Sixers. Yeah, that's was, the one I thought you were going to go because with. Because yep. you have the probably the best starting five in the entire NBA, mm-hmm. especially that's left. Right. Because you're all healthy. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone's healthy and everything, and the um, the Brooklyn Nets gave you a, quite a bit of a challenge. Well, doesn't that kind of speak to our point, though, is that you have one guy on that team that can't shoot. Yes, and ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. Right? I mean, Don't he guard is, him. Right, I mean... His game is very similar to LeBron's, you know. Yes. Or, you know, it's it's like you're looking at Tries him, you're like, I mean, you know, even similar body type to a certain degree. Well, I know? guess if you want to compare early LeBron to yeah. like LeBron early, for sure, really shoot. So right, like, exactly. At, this, at the point of their careers, right. absolutely. Yeah. So I I think you're absolutely right, though. You know, you went all in. You got Tobias Harris. Yeah. You've got Jimmy Butler. I mean, you've got all these guys. You know, and you're. This is supposed to be the time where if the Sixers, after going through the process, mm-hmm. at the end of this process, don't win a championship. Not saying necessarily this year, but they don't put it together here. Yeah. It's not like they got a whole bunch of money that they they're gonna be able to spread around. You're gonna have to pay Ben pretty soon, yeah. right? I mean, you're gonna pay Jimmy. Are you gonna pay Tobias? I mean, yeah. there's a lot of guys. You know, you're already paying Embiid mm-hmm. too, so you're gonna probably have to give him a raise. Right now, there's only three teams I think that can't win it. Right. Sixers, Nuggets. And Portland, yeah, I don't think have mm-hmm. much of a chance at all. Right, I think every other team you can make a case. Right, for. and that's my and that right goes now. right into my next question. I want you to call your shot right now because okay. after getting out the upsets and anything else that possibly could happen in the first round, you have I think you have the best you know you know teams left. Right, yeah, yeah, I think you have the best teams left. The best. This is what teams. I predict. It would be the four. I, I think side. everybody kind of. I said maybe right? OKC. I was at at point. I thought OKC could be there. Yeah. In the final eight, but well, yeah, you, you'd think they should have been really. Yeah. But you know, but regardless. this is yeah. This is about where I thought the right. whole league would go. So through. by so by you know looking at each team right, you kind of eliminated a couple teams that probably most of us are already kind of writing off. Clearly, yeah. they can make a run. But Absolutely. Kyle wants to start off. You know, you are the guest. Mm-hmm. You know, call your shot right now and give me a reason who wins the title this year. Twenty th- 30 minutes ago, I would say the Houston Rockets. But just watching this game right now, yeah. it, I've, it just proves me how much James Harden can't come up when he needs to. Mm-hmm. So other than that, I'm going to say that the Milwaukee Bucks will be able to beat Golden State in the finals. Really? Okay. I feel like, I feel like they can do it. Okay. So that's that's who you're calling, that's who you got. So you're saying they get past Boston, mm-hmm. they, you know, get past Philadelphia or whoever and they're rolling right through. All right, Mike. What you got, man? Rob, you go first. You're going to say me first? I'm I'm debating between two. Oh, jeez. I was hoping you weren't going to make me answer and I was just going to skip past it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm debating between two. I'm really really Um, torn. I'm going to – honestly, based off of everything that I've seen, I don't like the way Golden State's playing. No, I don't either. I thought they played terrible – um, I do think they put it together, and now, here's the thing: they get past Houston. I think that the no, I think I think it's a safe pick if right. you want to go the Warriors. Because right. if they get past Houston, it's like you're in the finals. You have a 50-50 shot. That right, way. exactly. I, I I really I think this is going to be Boston's year, um, and the reason why I say that are a couple of things. I think Kyrie's playing amazing. Yes, and once again, they're deep. They have players on the bench. Right, if they get through the box, I'm sorry, but Philadelphia ain't beaten. Ain't beating Boston in seven. No. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. The what what I see from them, and you just say, "Hey Ben, go ahead, shoot." Yeah. Yeah. You know, like in all in all honesty, right? That's the one thing to where I look at it, and that's why LeBron was so successful. Because LeBron, even when he went to the Heat, he was like, "All right, I don't have the best jump shot in the world. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna get a stretch four in in Bosch who can shoot. I got Wade who can shoot. Charles who can shoot. Yeah, all these guys who can shoot around him, mm-hmm. right? It, that's what they're trying to build with Ben Simmons. But the problem is, that shot's ain't falling. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'm going to say Boston. Okay. I, I like Hayward coming off. I like, you know, you got, you got so many great pieces there. So, I'm going to say Boston. 
but it's it, it's really going to be it's going to be close against the Bucks. But I'm going to say Boston just because I don't right. want to be the prototypical and say okay. the Warriors. Because well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not going to say the Warriors. No, I'm not going to go any of those teams we just yeah. mentioned. I'm actually going to go Toronto. Toronto? Yeah. Okay. That's funny and, that we all took East teams. That's kind of a <laughs> yeah, shock no. because I don't think I any... I will, well, I don't because think I, I, don't, I don't think the Warriors, unfortunately, can win it this year. Yeah. And I don't know if Houston gets past this series. Yeah. So that's where I'm on edge right now. I think so. looks Asian. You ever guys notice that when he changed his mustache? He looks so Asian. I'm sorry. but Oh, but that's, that's, <laughs> a, I, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I would have never thought I that. Know it's, it's weird, um, I pick Toronto because I think they get through the Sixers pretty... Like five games, like pretty nicely. Kawhi's playing out of his mind. Yep. I'm nervous about how Kyle Lowry will play through the series, mm-hmm. but their starting five with Danny Green, Pascal, and Marc Gasol is very strong, and mm-hmm. their bench is very underrated. For sure. When you have Van sure. Fleet, Powell, and all yeah, these guys coming absolutely. off, that can give you quality minutes. And mm-hmm. you only go to eight people rotations right. about the conference final time. Yeah, exactly. So, you got you got to have best guns yeah, for so you yeah. So once you hit like conference final, like next round and stuff, you're gonna have eight seven guy rotations. Right. And at that point, I think Toronto would have the best seven man rotation right. around. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Toronto. I think they could have if LeBron's not in the East the last four years. Mm-hmm. I think Toronto makes the finals at least one of the four. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, I, don't the I don't think they win, but I do think that they get there. No, I think they could have yeah. gotten there once or twice. Right. If, for um, sure. He's not and there. you know what's crazy that we say that there's a commonality not just that they're on the East, but we're all, the biggest point of emphasis that we all have is the best. Bench, right? Yeah. It is the depth that these teams have built. The Warriors have no depth no. after their starting five, right? Cousins is out. Livingston's hurt. Iguodala can't shoot free throws because you're a professional and you why wouldn't you? You know, you've got you got you know what's his name Bogut as as your yes. big man, right? You know, so I mean you've got a lot of question marks there outside of your top four in Golden State. Houston, once again, they're playing Golden State, so they're like, oh geez, playing Golden State, so let's you know let's poop ourselves <laughs> and. You know, I don't think Philadelphia's playing that particularly great. Denver didn't look good. Portland looked good against a bad shooting team. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if I... I if they I think, go up against the Warriors and right, they're I don't lighting think they up have enough, yeah, They don't have enough firepower for that, right? So, I think if Nurkic is there, I think that's an underdog team. Right. But with him breaking his ankle or leg or whatever it was so a couple gross. weeks ago. Awesome. Yeah, it was... You yeah. heard it. It was gross. But anyway. <laughs> and then okay. he got... And he kicked it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Right? A referee that's supposed to be able to see everything just kind of was like, oh, sorry, yeah, I didn't see your leg there. Oh, I'm sorry, I stepped oh, up. Sure. Sorry. Imagine the ref thinking that he's the one who broke his leg. Like, so, oh, no. He's like, he's like, wait, how did I, am I that strong? Did I do that? Did I hook up here or something? Oh, like, that's what's amazing. Going on? That's fantastic. All right, that's going to be it for part one of this episode. Coming right up after the break, we got tons of draft talk and yes, throwing in a little bit of wrestling right at the end. So we will be right back after this. Stick around. Hey guys, this is the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika from the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Just reminding you that we are live every single Monday at 7 in the morning on your favorite streaming services. All five major sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and professional wrestling. I'm Always Right Sports Podcast every Monday, 7 a.m. See you there. All right, welcome back to part two. Obviously, Kyle had to leave because he's a loser, so it's just going to be yours truly in the Merc Zone. Um, Absolutely. We're, we're talking NFL draft. we got to do it. It's it's the biggest thing that it's happened over the weekend. Um, so I'm going to start with just Lions-specific. Okay. Hawkinson at eight. Okay. Initial reaction. Okay. Because I'll is, wait to give mine. Okay, this is... Um, I was actually in Endgame yeah, while this happens. was happening. Right. So I was there. Um, I was yeah, at, you were at the, yeah, you were at the party. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was too yep. busy watching a very important movie to yeah, me. For real. Um so after the movie I got up and I was like, shit, I think the Lions oh I swore. The Lions just <laughs> <laughs> the Lions just drafted, I think. And then I, I my friend saw it and said, Oh, I don't think you're gonna like it. And I said, What do you mean? And he goes, Well, Josh Allen just went seven. And I said, Wait, seven? Yeah. You're telling me. Yeah. I got a story. Keep and then, going. And then I was like, so we got we got who I think we got. He was like, TJ. And then like my heart sank a little bit. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, let me see what they do through the rest of the draft. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I'll change my mind. Yeah. So I wasn't like, I was heartbroken a little. Oh, well, I was yeah. more. Let's just, I'm going to throw this out there right now. Jacksonville, you're my least favorite football team oh, on the planet. Oh my gosh. I know. I th- So listen. And Raiders, yeah. you moved up to like number five. Yeah. Like right really on. quick. Right. So here's here's the deal, right? I'm there. We're at the draft party, right? Okay. Me, me and my me and my dad, right? We're there. 
four comes and they take Farrell and I almost faint because I'm so happy. And then it's like, okay, five Tampa goes, Devin, White. I'm like, yes. Six comes. <laughs> they take Daniel Jones and I'm like, yes, they giants did up. Awesome. Seven comes. I'm like, they got to take a tackle. They got it to go offense. And then they take Josh Allen and I am just devastated. I was too. And then I'm like, okay, it's okay. We're going to get at Oliver. Nope. I'm going to take TJ Hawkinson. But as mad and as pissed off as I was... Initially? Initially. A couple of buddies of mine, shout out to Mr. Eric Baldwin, talked me off, he's my boss, but he talked me off the ledge a little bit. Um, after going through it and looking at what they did, I'm not as mad about no, it. No, same. I'm not as mad about it. Give me your thoughts I had on anxiety the in the re- day yeah, three, though. Yeah. Thoughts on the rest of the draft, okay. because I know there's some people that are upset with taking a linebacker in the second round, especially him, and I was like, and I'll admit it, with Lions fans, I, I didn't know how this guy was. When they took him, I went, who? The same. Right? So, and then third third round, I go, who? Yep. You know what I mean? So, but looking at it, yes, and understanding what they did, why they did it, Bob Quinn coming out and saying, listen, th- there's very few guys... In these drafts, who fit our athletic type, our profile for positions, whether it's linebacker, whether it's corner. If you look, right, the other corner they took, the guy that we thought everybody said was going to get taken in the second round, we took him in the fifth, right? He's a big 6'2, 185 corner, right? This linebacker, dude, is a bigger guy than most at inside linebacker, Mm -hmm. right? This safety is a bigger guy than at linebacker, right? So just going through it, right? T.G. Hawkinson the first, Jelani Tavai, inside linebacker from Hawaii the second round, Will Harris, the safety from Boston College, Austin Bryant, the defensive end from Clemson, Amani Arurie, sorry, you're not good enough for me to pronounce your last name yet, uh, round five corner from Penn State. Travis Fulham from uh, Old Dominion as a wide receiver. Ty Johnson in the sixth round from Maryland. Uh, Isaac Nada, Nuada. I don't know how you pronounce his last name either. The seventh in the seventh round, a tight end from Georgia, and then PJ Johnson, a defensive tackle slash nose guard, who's probably your heir apparent to snacks if they don't get a long term deal done. So, looking at it as a whole, yeah. I go. Need, 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 right? Yeah. They let the board fall to them, right? They made one trade up early to get Will Harris traded back later on in the sixth, or I think in the fifth, actually. Still picked up Austin Bryant, who had high production. And that's another thing, too. High production guys. Yeah. Every single one of these guys that got drafted was a high production guy. They play a full season. They're high production. Now, obviously, Tavai was hurt in the senior season, but... So I think that's why he was a little bit off the radar for a lot of people. But every single one of these guys, high production, high character guys. Yeah, there was talks. Apparently, Patricia came out and said that um, the Tavai, the yeah. linebacker, uh, the Patriots were in absolutely yeah. in love with Patriots and, they were and ta- Philadelphia, and they, too. Were, they both were going to take him in the second round if right. they didn't take him. Right. So that's why they had to like secure it almost. And they're yeah. like, because New England traded up two picks behind us to and try took, to get him and took a corner instead, mm-hmm. right? So, so I, that, yeah. I think that was a very good pick. If like every these other teams are seeing him as this good, mm-hmm. maybe he is that good. I haven't watched like any of him. No, yeah, um, like I said, no idea who he was. I have no idea. Here's my day three. I was stressed. Yeah, because I was here at twelve o'clock watching the the entire draft. Right, just to see who we would get. And I'm sitting and I'm watching it, and our fourth round pick comes up. And that corner was there. And yeah, I was like, I he's projected, That's what I too. projected in the second round. I'm right. like, there's no way we don't take him right now. Right. And then they go, who, Austin, Austin Bryant. Bryant. Yeah. And I literally went, no way. We just took a defense right. end instead of this corner that we Right, made. exactly. And so from that point all the way until we picked him in the fifth, yeah. he was the number one guy on Mel Kipper's board. Mm-hmm. Number one, number one, number one, every single time someone was picking. Yeah. And the picks were going, and he wasn't getting taken, wasn't getting taken. And then finally. And then three picks before him, I was like, Wait, is that, was that the plan the whole time? Was right. he hope just wait that he was there? Well, and that's and what Quinn said, right? He's like, we could have taken him in the fourth. We had him high enough graded, but yeah. Bryant edged him out a little bit, and yeah. they let and they just stayed true to the board. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I literally sat there and I went, "That's like probably one of the bigger steals the Lions have gotten right. that I can sure. remember in a couple years." And that's the thing, right? <laughs> and you look at it once again: high production, high character guys, right? That's what Bob Quinn and you know what's funny and and shout out to Eric once again because we had a massive. He talked me off the ledge big time about the Hawkinson thing, but if we look at this team now, right? Name five guys. That were here before Bob Quinn. You name give me oh, five, give me five guys that were here 
since Caldwell got fired. Yeah, no, it's like... So, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, Stafford, right. Slay, Diggs. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, right. Like, you know, they went through almost... You know, it, it could be more than that, right? But yeah. just overall, right? Yeah. Point being, since, especially since Quinn's gotten here, there's nobody from Mayhew besides those three dudes. No. So, they went through a full roster rebuild in two years, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, right, like two, three from years, yeah. from Caldwell's last season to now, mm-hmm. right, this roster is almost completely overhauled with Patricia mm-hmm. Bob Quinn guys, and right? looks better than ever. Right, you have more depth than you've ever had at almost every position, with the exception of guard. I know people are mad they didn't take an interior offensive lineman, but I'm pretty sure Tyrell Crosby is going to be your starting right guard. So yep. calm it down. But and they've completely overhauled this roster. And you did. They did a full rebuild, right in front of your eyes, mm-hmm. and you didn't even realize it. Nope. They didn't tear it down. They just went. We're gonna go upgrade, and we're gonna upgrade, and we're gonna. And they yep. just siloed positions. Yeah. They took two years ago when they took Jared Davis. We're gonna silo the linebacker spot, right? We're gonna take the best linebacker we have. Bam, put him in there, right? Mm-hmm. Best tight end on the board. We're gonna take him here, right? Shoot. They took the best offensive lineman they thought at the point that they had, right? Quentin Nelson, obviously, notwithstanding. But the best offensive lineman they had drafted or they had graded. Yep, we're going to take him. Yep. You know what I mean? And I think the reason they went away from Ed Oliver yeah. at the end of the day it's a was, scheme. It was it's a, tight end was more needed than Ed Oliver. For sure. For sure. And um, for sure. you have multiple, especially with getting right. Austin Bryant in the fourth now, yeah. you have a lot more depth in the D-line than you did in the tight end. Of course. And that's exactly like you just... Ed Oliver would be great, but yeah. like you, Hawkinson is probably going to be a Looking big back, game changer. The, the biggest reason why I was so anti-Hawkinson at eight, that was my contingent. It was not that I didn't like the player. It's because tight end is like a um, yes, it's like that position. It's like yes. oh, thanks for giving me that, but like it's not really a need. <laughs> yes, really. and, like, it, and that's the thing. And it's not that I didn't understand it, but you you signed Jesse James, so I'm like, okay, that's your tight end one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll draft one, cool, but. Not at eight. That yeah. was my only qualm about it. Was, was like, man, if you could have traded down to like twelve, yeah, you know what I mean. I'll say this though. I think this whole entire draft was probably about the second, maybe third case best case, best case scenario for the draft. Mm-hmm. I think if you would have gotten Josh Josh Allen at yeah, eight, yeah, they would have taken him clearly. Uh, right? Irv Smith probably would have been to us in the second round because Minnesota yep. took him seven picks after us. Yep. Um, I think that's probably your best one too that you probably could have predicted and mm-hmm. wanted. Right. Um, but since after that, I think. There's right. nothing else that you really could have done that would have been as helpful to the team mm-hmm. as what you did in this draft. Well, you know what's amazing, too, is you look at this draft and you look at everybody that just got drafted, I don't think a pick gets cut. Honestly. Like, I, I um, think this not-a-dude beats out Michael Roberts for the third tight end spot because he can play H-back. Probably. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see the wide receiver depth, right? Who the hell you got after yeah. after Amendola? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, Powell's there. He'll play a slot. But I think, I think the new guy they draft is going to be right. Marvin Jones- 2.0. Right, exactly. And Kenny Galladay and you will be keep, there. You probably keep five receivers, more yeah. than likely, right? So I don't think there's the, a guy yeah, that gets cut. Maybe the, only, the running back. I was going to say maybe the yeah, running back. that's the only one I'm kind of like, eh. But if he beats out Zenner or, you know, I mean, but Zenner plays special teams, so this dude can play special teams, right? Yeah. Maybe he, maybe Theo gets cut. Maybe Theo gets traded, right? Yeah. There's a lot of options, but I'm just saying, looking at this, you've got, you know, out of the nine picks or whatever yeah. that you had, seven, eight of them are going to be on the team this year. Mm-hmm. And contributing more than likely in some in some you know fashion, that's impressive. I'm yeah. sorry, but like this divide guy is going to probably come in and start next to Jared yeah. Davis. I, I I just think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. They say uh, everyone starts at the bottom of the depth chart. Well, Hawkinson's your best tight end already. Yeah, day one, he's your best yeah. tight end. But now, so, like Stanford didn't have to fight for that starting spot. You're like he's there. Yeah, like, exactly. These, you right. There's certain see, guys yeah. you're just like he's going to start. You yeah, know what I mean? You're not going to let. But him sit I mean, probably this Will Harris guy is probably is going to be your third safety, right? Tavon Wilson is going to hope to God that they don't cut him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like Tavon Wilson is just a depth player. At that right. Point, exactly. So you're looking at all these things. Tracy Walker last year was out of nowhere. He's your starting free safety this year. They've completely overhauled the roster, guys, and you, we didn't even realize it until mm-hmm. now. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's actually your corner depth right. from last year it was right. slaying nobody to now you have six like five right. actually good corners right. sitting there. Like that. Yeah. It's actually crazy when you think about it. And Tabor's the worst one. That's you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're really looking at it, that's yeah. the best that's You're starting you're yeah. starting corners I can't even slay the Penn State guy probably or yeah. the other guy we picked up in free agency yeah. and Justin Coleman. Right. With Diggs coming down in like a dime set. Yeah. Playing exactly. the other slot. Right. Like, that not that crazy yeah. though? All of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, geez, we actually have like some rotational guys where yeah. you know, Slay goes down seven, our whole secondary. Seven not good defense alignment that you can trust to actually rush faster and get there. Right, exactly. It's, and cap space still. And, yeah, and and top ten cap space still, <laughs> still, right. So it's like it, it, it's just it's when you look at this roster now and you just go, "Holy crap." You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. Um, one more thing, just before we kind of move on to the draft as a whole, real quick. Where do they stand now? In just the North or in general? The North. Just give me, just, I mean, how close are they to competing again for for a division championship? Because I I think we're Um, both in agreement that we really need to start seeing the fruits of this labor now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know if NFC North title is in the the cards specifically this year, but damn, they better be in the contention for it by the end. Um, I would say, I would like to say... Probably not this season, the season after. Yeah. I think their offensive line needs a little bit more help. I agree with that. Not a lot more, but like when you got when you got guys like Khalil Mack coming at you and mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, or the, all of Minnesota's D-line coming mm-hmm. at you, that's a very tough noodle to ask for these linemen right now. Right. So getting an extra guard or an extra center or an extra right. tackle mm-hmm. to help rotationalize and or just... To start, that's a little I'm better. I'm interested to see after training camp and stuff, after cuts go, some veteran guys get released, right? I would be really not surprised to see them go after a veteran presence yeah, on the offensive line. There's a very you know I mean? possible. I thought that center from uh, Alabama, he yeah. was sitting there in like the fourth or fifth round. Right. I thought he was going to be a very probable option for us. Right. And just move him guard or mm-hmm. move Glasgow to guard or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I think, um, I think the Bears are a little bit better than us. Um, but I don't know if that was just like the first year of the new every like new everything yeah. you got Cleo and everything. Right. I don't know if there's going to be any downfall from that. Mm-hmm. Um, Packers just have Aaron Rodgers still, so I don't know how good they will be. They dropped a lot. Rashawn, Rashawn Gary is, is like like my worst favorite. Like is like the most hated guy I have now. I'm like, yeah, I didn't I want you like, in the draft, and now you went to the Packers. I'm like, oh, I hate you forever. <laughs> yeah. uh, with a new coach, I don't know how the Packers will be. Um, eat them alive. And the Vikings, they're good, but I think they're. Splittable. Yeah, I like agree. we can split them. I agree, and that's all we ask for is that you split. Yeah, I just want to kind of get your thoughts, right? Because I mean, obviously, all these guys could suck, and it's you know, but just looking at it on paper, you go, okay, you know, there's some pieces here now where it's like, holy crap, you know, like mm-hmm. they need Stafford to play well this year. Um, all right, let's now let's shift. Let's 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 go broad with it for a second here. Let's just talk the draft as a whole. Um, I love the draft. We talk about it all the time, specifically because I love it. So that's why that's why we do it. So, but. Um, give me give me a surprise for you. Is there was there one guy or a pick or a team what they did something where you just go, holy well, crap! They can't believe they did that. There was a few in the first there round. Was, there's about three teams. Two more of like I was mad almost that they mm-hmm. did it, and one was like a shock that like they really got a steal. Right. The Redskins stole the first round. Mm-hmm. I think almost. Easily stole yeah. the first round. They didn't have to trade up. They didn't have to trade the up. They wanted. They didn't have to trade up. Got Haskins, mm-hmm. and then they got Montez Sweat twenty six. Yeah, I think that was probably the best move in the draft. Yeah. Was best case scenario. Best for them, case, for sure. yeah. They got their elite pass rusher, and they got their quarterback for the next 10, 12 years or whatever. Absolutely. So they really, I think they really won it. Yeah. Um, the Giants. Who knows what they're doing? They're looking like us ten years Ooh. ago. No yeah. one knows what they're doing right now. Right. Picking yeah. Daniel Jones at six. Yeah, that that's the one where and I he could have gotten probably at seventeen if you really wanted to. No kidding, right? That's the thing. That's the one where I'm like, everyone's like, the Giants are having a quiet good draft. I'm like, no, they spent the sixth overall pick on a guy who is terrible. It's like he the best ter- yeah. quarterback. He was on terrible the in college. He wasn't good in college. Like yeah. I get it. David Cutcliffe is a hell of a coach, right? Yeah. Great quarterback coach, but. He's Daniel Jones is not a good is not a good player. It's not like it'd be one thing if he put up like fifty touchdowns, but Duke as a whole sucked, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I'd get that. Yeah. But he didn't do that. No. You know what I mean? It's not like he was blowing away the stat sheet and he's like, Well, my guys just suck around me. I would understand yeah. that. But there's none of that. No. Nope. You know what I mean? So I just whew. And I feel like the Raiders were kind of blowing it with mm-hmm. like who they had. 
available. Yeah. And who they end up picking, especially in the first round. Farrell they're not through four. the game. Yeah. Farrell at four, Josh Jacobs yeah. at the 21 they love spot. Josh I know they love him. Loved him. And um, I just thought that was whole weird. Ooh, a big winner, Seattle. Really yeah. won this draft. I was mm-hmm. so happy when they got DK. Yeah. And they got um they got one other guy in the second round I was like in love with too. I can't think of his name right now, but I think Seattle. When you if you just go look at their oh, needs, for sure. thought, so like yeah. who they got. Thought dude. New England had a hell of a. Day. Oh, they also. Oh my they also gosh! I mean, hitting on every cylinder. Oh my that they lord! Wanted. It was stupid. I thought. I thought they had a nice draft. Um, I really liked what. Um, uh, oh, what's the other team that I was thinking of too that I really liked what they did? Um, I thought Jacksonville did. I mean, you got Jawan Taylor in the second round. Everyone thought he was going seven to you. Yeah. And you got him in the second round. That's not yeah, bad. You got both guys you probably yes, really wanted. Yes, exactly. Um, to you. Right. You know, I thought you know, there's a couple teams obviously at the top there like. Um, I thought the Cardinals actually had a pretty nice draft. You know, I thought they, I thought they blew it a little bit with the Josh Rosen thing. I mm-hmm. thought they could have, if they would have, you know, kind of flexed it a little bit more, they mm-hmm. probably could have got some more far. They got a second round pick and a twenty twenty fourth round for Josh Rosen. Yeah, that's a lot of draft capital that you wasted mm-hmm. to get a guy. You know what I mean? For I think a, a team a threat this year to look out for the Colts. Yeah. Did you see what they got? Mm-hmm. Paris Campbell now. I know. I was really bummed out. Yeah, about but that me. that is the most wild. Like now you're looking at Ty, yep. Eric Ebron, yep. Paris Campbell, and yep. you got Andrew Luck throwing all those guys. Mm-hmm. Like good luck defensive backs. Yeah, for that. No kidding. That you're division. telling me. I know it was a rough go. Yeah, and they have Funches too. Yeah, yeah. and they have Funches. Yeah, so yeah. it's like it, you just look at it. I agree. I thought you know it's funny. You know, I thought the Browns had a nice draft. Oh, got greedy, got greedy in the second. second. I know. Yeah. So there's there's some guys that they that fell. I thought Denver had a nice. Were you draft. initially mad when they didn't pick Greedy second? Yeah, I was pissed. I was pissed when they didn't take Campbell in the third when they traded up. I was yeah. well. What's funny about the second round pick is they the guy went up there with the hat. So I was like, oh, it's somebody in the green room. You know, so I'm like, we're gonna take Ray Williams in the second round. This is yeah. gonna be awesome. Massive steal. Nope. Yeah. Linebacker, I've never heard of. Because I was mad. Because that's exactly. <laughs> guys, you're just killing was. me. You know. Um, Steelers getting Bush and a lot and, a, and the, long. And long yeah. Jeez. Yeah. No got, kidding. I thought they. I thought they got better immediately. Um, give me a loser. Is is, is oh. there one team where you just thought, let's just take let's take the Giants out of the first. Okay, second. I was gonna say. Yeah. I mean, picking Daniel Jones. Six yeah. Right. Give me a team that you're just like, what the heck are they doing? Because I got a couple. Um, that I was a little confused by more than anything. Um, but is there a team that you felt like just swinging a miss on that? Like, for whatever reason. Whether it's their first round, whether it's their their fifth or something. You know, what what have you. Like, is there a team where you're just like, yeah, I didn't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I didn't, I just in general didn't like how the Raiders drafted. Mm-hmm. I just was like, every, like, they had these positions almost filled. Yeah. And they just like picked another guy that like, Right. Would just be a backup to them almost. Right. I was like, I don't. I get Marshawn retired or whatever mm-hmm. recently, so mm-hmm. getting him was good. But like, it was just like, do you really need another defense? And like, you just traded Cleo Mack, yeah. and now you're just gonna get a worse type of player from that. Like, yeah. I'm like, I didn't understand and that. Farrell's not a stand up guy anyway. He yeah. puts his hand <laughs> on the ground. He ain't, he ain't coming off the edge. That's why Josh Allen's like, oh, that's the pick. But um, I didn't really. Atlanta was a team that kind of confused me a little bit just because mm, of the yeah. reach at tackle in the first round. Uh, I understood the Bradbury pick, but I didn't understand the McGarry or McGrady or whatever his yeah. name is. I, I thought there was a couple teams in the later part of that draft. That's why New England is so smart because they kind of I thought they reached for some offensive and defensive linemen where I was like, Man, these guys are going really high compared yeah. to where they were projected, and more so, like some of these guys are going like I've never even heard of some of these dudes, you know. And as many mock drafts as we go through, it's like, really, you know, yeah. like some some smaller school guys going. Um, I didn't really understand it. I don't really understand the vision for the 49ers, I'm gonna be honest. Um, I don't I don't know where they're going. I like yeah. the Bosa pick. I get right. That's yeah. that's that's regardless, but. I mean, at some point, you're going to have to do other things. Like, your secondary is still not very good, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I know you have Sherman, but, you know, that there's only so much time for a 30-year-old corner to be good. <laughs> um, I don't know any anybody else truly. You know, your your offense is okay. Nothing, anything of any yeah. any sort of, you know, it's just kind of like, I don't I don't really understand what the Niners are doing. Yeah. Um, 
The Ravens, I think, did pretty well. I thought the Ravens had a nice draft. Getting a for Hollywood sure. Brown, yeah. and then they got that other speedy receiver. They yes. just kind of put a lot of speed out there for Lamar. Yeah, just Lamar's not go. accurate, but yeah, it's just, just like go. just throw it up there and he'll go right. under it. Exactly, absolutely. They I, got a couple yeah. linemen and stuff. You know, I, I think that was good. I thought them. the Packers going heavy, heavy defense like that. I thought it was smart. I was a little surprised they did try to address the wide receiver slash tight end position more. more. Um, just because you think, okay, Aaron Rodgers is kind of, you know, he's 35. Yeah. Now it's kind of the time where you're going to do it. And I understand you want to give him a supporting cast, but at the same time, offensively, your receivers, you don't have Randall Cobb anymore. Well, that's not really a factor. Yeah. But point being, you know, Equinius St. Brown is your number yeah. one receiver right now. You know who mm. actually may have underrated really, really won this draft yeah. that we haven't even said yet? Yeah. Denver. Yeah, I would just say Denver, right? Getting Drew Locke in they the got second. Drew Locke, but then yeah. they got Noah Font in yeah. the first round. So and trading back 10 spots, too. Accumulating mm-hmm. more picks at the same time and still getting the guy yeah, you, you wanted. wanted. And then you got your quarterback that was supposed to go in the first round going in the second round right. to you. You got a tackle right before that because they went back-to-back on that. So that was interesting, yeah. too. I, I, I think that tons, was of, tons of good stuff. I'm interested to see after rookie mini camp kind of getting you know another report, more reports in about these guys, right? Yeah. It's just Hawkinson can't catch a football. Fantastic. Dude, I right, love devastating. that. Did you see Ebron after they picked him, too? He's, he's, you know, making all these jokes. So I'm like, hey, listen. Well, listen, Ebron is a pure receiving tight end. Right. Hawkinson can do both. Right. So there's right. a total different. Like, he's yeah, they're even, not even the same He's player. not even in the realm. Right. If they took Fant, I'm like, okay, it's the same guy. Yeah. Like, I get that. Like, he goes out, and you still don't know if they're going to run or pass. Right. When Ebron's out there, you're like, oh, so. Right. Dime package now, guys. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's it's how bad it's. You know, I wish we played the Colts this year. Um, but all right, let's shift now from the, really from the draft talk. Oh, no, I do. I do. I want it bad. You know those receivers will light us a fire. Now, why do you think we draft Justin Coleman, bro? Okay. Funches? Funches will drop the passes. I'm good with that, man. Okay. You think you only got a one-year deal. <laughs> yeah. True. Jared but, Davis will just be like, oh, there you go, Ebron. Yeah. yeah. Forgot to guard you again. Shut up. Okay. Anyway, cool. but let's all right. Let's shift now. Let's shift now from from the draft to our last topic of the episode. Uh, where I want to talk this AEW WWE talent kind of war that we that we're going on. <laughs> you know, so many of these WWE superstars now have, are now all of a sudden disgruntled. It's amazing what happens when a new company offers options, right? Yeah, Outside of TNA, isn't it amazing? where there's some, you know, Luke Harper, Sasha Banks, uh, the, even the Revival before they got the tag titles were complaining and wanted to quit. Um, Goldust is gone. He's in AEW now doing that whole thing. Dean Ambrose is gone. Uh, there's just a lot of people. There's a lot of guys that are are either upset. Ty Dillinger is another guy um, where they're just not they're not happy with their position anymore. They think they can go do it, uh, you know, somewhere else, whether that's AEW or not. But Mike, I want to ask. I want to ask you first, more than anything, is this is this influx of frustration from talent being not only publicized but also being actioned upon a direct correlation to AEW being around? Like, if, if AEW didn't exist, do you think that we'd be hearing Sasha Banks complain up a storm like she is right now? Um, not and as... Wanting, and, I wanting, mean, and wanting to be gone. Just I, like think, getting, well, I, I think that is the problem with WWE is going to have for forever now with mm-hmm. AEW here mm-hmm. is you're not going to complain when you like when you can't do anything Going about it else, almost right. like if you're sitting there and you're like I'm getting underpaid or they're not using me right or something but your options yeah. go to Ring of Honor where like no offense like Ring of Honor might be better right. product as a whole mm-hmm. but like that's people many people watch it yeah. you're not gonna like, pay the same WrestleMania is ninety thousand people or whatever and their biggest show is ten thousand at most or right. something exactly. Um, you're not getting paid the amount that you want, probably, if you're Sasha Banks or a bigger name going there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when that was your other option, you're like, well, I'm not going to leave WWE mm-hmm. and like being a champion and being great here. Right. Just go to there. But now with AEW coming up and actually, you know, maybe it could be like a WCW almost rival right. to the WWE. And now right. you're looking, I mean, this might be a better option for me because if they use me and I'm going to be a champion there for a year, right. I'd rather be a champion there for a year than be the right exactly loser yeah. over here right no so. for sure for sure and it's just something that we've just seen it's been a really heavy influx so i just thought we kind of bring it up and kind of yeah. you know hash it out a little bit um wwe said they kind of plan on shaking things up creatively a little bit they've said it how many many times <laughs> literally now, about right? 100 times yeah, exactly every right year. um do you see that happening number one and two is there i mean once again wwe clearly seems distraught about AEW even existing, right? Triple H, I know, made some jokes about it at the Hall of Fame, but the reality of the situation is that they, if they go prime time, even if it's not head-to-head against WWE, it's head-to-head. 
You know what I mean? It's definitely like, happened. you know, so... Well, people, you know, people that take their day off of work or right. whatever, spend a night that uh, want to watch wrestling, won't do it on Mondays anymore, won't do it Fridays. They'll just be like, all right, Tuesday is my wrestling day. Right. And then exactly. we can go do hang out Monday or we can do right. something on Friday night now. Right. Like, I don't, I'm not even going to worry about it anymore. I think that's why I said in one of our first shows was yeah. um, once they start, it's almost going to be like, instead of just... 100% focus, like, it, you're just complaining about it. But instead of co- just complaining about it on Twitter, and some people are like, at least you're talking about it, right. people are just going to stop talking about it because they're not going to watch the it. They're just right. going to be like, all right, I'm going to turn this off. I'm going to watch Monday Night Football instead. Right. And Tuesday, when there's nothing else on, I'll watch AEW. Right. And that will be the problem is no one's going to be talking about it anymore, and that's right. going to be their biggest yeah. problem then. Do you think that – do you think that – AEW is going, and I know Chris Jericho has come out and said, like, there's not all the WWE talent, we don't want all of them, but to a certain extent, I think, do you think that AEW is going to fall into the trap that TNA did, where TNA basically at one point was just everybody from WWE, you can come on in, you know what I mean, and and rule the roost, right? You name them, they were there. So, do you you worry about them signing these guys? Because TNA started out where it's the best of the independents, right? A few big name stars... Rest of them, independent guys, will build up on our own, right? I actually don't think they're going to go all in on WWE. I think they're going to build the foundation on independent guys. Mm -hmm. But I think the attraction then will be if you do get like a Dean Ambrose or Sasha Banks, you can almost advertise it like, ha, former WWE superstar Dean Ambrose is going to be at the show. And then that's going to get all the WWE fans to start watching AEW. I don't think it's going to be as intense as... The whole card Every is going to be based WWE, WWE guys. guys. Right. I think you're going to have a lot of the independent guys, and then your main event's going to be Dean Ambrose versus Hangman Page. Right. Where you're like, here's the big attraction. You got WWE versus AEW right. in this match. Here. Right. What are you going to do? Or Sasha Banks versus um, Britt Baker. Or Britt Baker or something. Right. You got WWE versus AEW. You can have like these storylines going there. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be very interesting to see because I think that you know TNA did a great job in the very beginning where they were selective, right? Where like when Christian came to TNA, yeah. it was a big deal, yeah. right? Christian went to TNA, like oh crap, you know, and then he became world champion. Yeah, Hardy and so going, on. Jeff Hardy going there, right? Hardy exactly, there. you know. So I, I think that's something that they definitely need to be wary of, and I think Jericho being there helps because it's like. Jericho, but you don't know. You don't need it. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I'm hoping that they don't fall into the same trap where it's just a whole bunch of WWE castoffs mm-hmm. or old guys. Yeah, I'm only nervous about the product of AEW as a whole mm-hmm. because the people like the Young Bucks, Cody, mm-hmm. Cody to a certain extent, and like the guys that are behind the show, Kenny Omega and stuff, mm-hmm. have never ran a show. Yeah. That was two hours weekly. Right. Like, their Ring of Honor stuff is taped a month in advance. Right. And they air only an hour every yep. week or whatever. Yep. Um, now you're going to be on prime time two hours a week. And yep. it's, can it you, can be... you fill enough writing and everything in advance? I don't know how you're going to do it, too, to where it's like, okay, the Bucks are the, the, you've already announced the Bucks, Cody, and Kenny are all executive vice presidents. Yeah. How do you make that story compelling for it's like okay well you're the vice president and yeah you know what I mean? like it's like, almost like, they, problem where I'm like it's like so you've got these titles yeah you know? got these big name guys but they almost can't win their championships right because it's like oh so the vice president I, fir- I firmly believe hangman page is going to be their first world champion yeah absolutely i, I firmly believe that yeah because he's like the biggest name that's not and then someone president. will beat the bucks in the tag team title f- final or something like that yeah it's going to be a big no no favorite at any championship tournament ever wins the title no. ever, ever 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 so it'll be interesting i just that is something to bring up you know obviously we'll kind of monitor it as we go i can't wait for double or nothing i'm very excited for that mm-hmm. i'm really excited um next week i actually we're going to talk nwa they had a big show this past weekend that we're going to talk <laughs> about next week also just so you guys are aware we have our first ever i'm always right interview scheduled for next week's show so please do not miss that we will see you guys as always for the merc zone I'm the mouth of Michigan, Ramadeka. We will see you guys as always next time.